Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. We're glad you've joined us to listen to a message from our pastor, Ashley Ellison. We believe God's Word is powerful and that it can be applied to our lives so that we may live victoriously. Let's join Pastor Ashley now as he shares the Word with us. Well, today, I just, once again, I, I was talking to, to Matt Goldsmith here last week, and I just said, you know, the, the, the greatest thing about being a preacher is you always have something to talk about because I'm going through life just like you are. The, the fact is, though, if you hang out with me, you get talked about. Not always. I try to be careful about that, but except for my family. Michelle is really nervous right now. But really, a lot of what I deal with in life, going through and, and, and I mean, going into the world out of this safe zone, if you will. I mean, I like to call this a safe zone. This is a place where I feel the most safe is church. Statistically, there's a good reason that, that it's just a safe place. And I, I like this. But as we go out in the world, I sit here and I go, man, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. And what am I doing? I mean, I don't want to get up here and, and talk and preach if I'm not going to go out and do what I've preached about. Yeah. I, I, otherwise, I become, I believe Scripture says, disqualified myself. And so I, I find this a real deal. And I, I know that it's tough. And so I, I just want you to know, when I get up here on Sundays, I take real seriously what I'm talking about because it's important that we have a biblical perspective and understanding of what's going on, yeah. on in our day-to-day life. Yes, and so I don't think really I'm that much different than you are in what we have to deal with. Now, for this church, I'm going to tell you, church has been here 19 years and it's not been easy. Now, a lot of people look at it and said, oh, it's just easy for you. I mean, I've heard this a hundred times. And that's, that's somebody don't have a clue what they're talking about. It's not been easy. I mean, going from one season to the next is not easy. Uh, Where we we park is different than where we used to. When you drive down the road, you used to, I mean, in these summer months when it's been really dry, you had to leave here and go to the car wash just so you could see out your window again. (laughs) The road was so dusty. And I... I mean, I think this was a long time ago, and it really wasn't. It is a very short time that we were driving down the dirt road to get here. Do you realize the amount of people that fell needing, fell to the ground? And not because they just got a dose of the Spirit. They walked out this door to go use the restroom. And we didn't have stairs. We had a gravel hill right there. And I, I'm not even going to ask for a hand raise. I... Michelle Burns. It, it's horrible. <laughs> the amount, just walking out that door, I'm like, oh, please, just let them stay till service is over. When I talk about it'd be nice if you can need to and not, I, I used to do that out of necessity. <laughs> I was afraid somebody's going to get hurt. There wasn't no restrooms because there wasn't no foyer. Oh and you had to go down to the lower building just to go to the restroom. You need to go before you get here. The problem is most people drive 30 to 40 minutes. Why would you build a church at the end of a dirt road in the middle of nowhere? 
That's what we did. I don't know. I don't have a real good answer except for it's just what we had available. Use what you got. I preach messages on use what you got. You know, and then we, we build this building, and we still have trouble keeping the heat and air regulated. Why? Because the more people you get, the more BTUs you put out. People do. And then it heats up and you're like, okay, why is it so cold in here? Well, we'll just wait till an hour later when all the people are here. You're going to be going, why is it so hot in here? Uh, we need two more air units. But we didn't get them because we're trying to invest money in kingdom, not buildings. I just get so tired of investing in buildings. But the transitions that we have had to go through to get here, I, I'm... It's not just a lower building. It's not just a foyer. It's a stage that the carpet was wearing out. It's maintaining. I don't know if y'all realize we just put new carpet in this year. Just this week, right back there in the back, you've got, uh, is that Peyton back there on the camera? Peyton Bettinger on the camera. That's a $16,000 piece of equipment. I know I'm speechless too. And we put this camera up here. Why? Because 16,000 people on pretty much a regular basis are watching what's going on right here at the end of a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. You wouldn't believe the numbers of people that are watching what's happening right here at Christian Ministries Church. You know that there was probably a time where you didn't sit where you're sitting right now. What do you mean? If you've been here two or three years, you've walked in and somebody was sitting in your seat. <laughs> and I mean, the housers all show up and the deacons and you ain't got no place to sit back here. They took everybody's seat today. <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking. You should have asked before you sit. <laughs> really? No. I mean, <laughs> come, come on. Son. I'm looking around and you guys, I mean, on a weekly basis, I'm like, okay, I don't know who's here because y'all sit in different places. And I've asked you why you sit in different places. You're just trying to confuse me. And I said, no, somebody's sitting in my chair when I got here. It happens all the time. Well, welcome to the transition of new people. You, you, I don't know what to tell you. We got people mad because their seat was taken. We've had people say, get up. You're not my seat. You're not sitting here. We've had people didn't say get up. They said, we're getting out. I'm out of here. You go, if, you, if my seat's not there, I'm, I'm gone. Well, transition, I'm just telling you to get to a different place than you've been in is tough. And talking about transitions, I want you to know it's not just in a church. It's in all of life and especially in the Christian life. Transitions are tough. You're not where you were, praise God. I'm thrilled that today we're not sitting in heat. If you've been here one of the last couple of Wednesdays, you've been a little warm. We had an air unit out. We had some things out. If you went to the women's conference, <laughs> there was a lot of hot air in that building. <laughs> and that's because one of the units wasn't working. We got it fixed. Millie, I love you. I wasn't talking about you, but, but Melanie was there. and There was some other... And I'm not talking about her either. She was there when the heat went out. So there, she felt the hot. There were some things that we have to understand. I got to dig out now. Transitions are tough. I'm trying to transition, right? Oh, my face is red. All right. 
There is a transition in all of life, in all of life that you'll find yourself in. And what you have to always be reminding yourself is to praise God, I'm not where I was, but I'm also not where I'm going to be. And when you're not where you was, but you're not where you're going to be, where are you at? You're in transition. And we find ourselves there a lot. Maybe you're there today. Anything in life, a little comfort here, that is not willing to transition will die. Transition is necessary for life because transition means something can grow. Transition. If you leave fruit in your garden that looks beautiful one week and two weeks, the transition will take it out because you didn't transition it into your house. So you've got to know that transitions are necessary. CMC, CMC, uh, CMA are all necessary to transition, and it's tough. And let me tell you one of the reasons I'm talking about this today is because I have this last week been looking at what needs done here. I've been meeting with some different people. And down in the lower building, we have two classrooms. That's it, in that whole lower building. We thought we'd be fine with two classrooms. Oh, man. Well, it was just what we could do at the time, so we put two classrooms in. Now, our kindergarten class has outgrown one classroom. So I'm just telling you what's getting ready to happen. There's a transition going on, and we're tearing out a wall between the two, and we're going from two classrooms to one. That doesn't sound real good, except for we need the space. I was talking to Tim, and he goes, now Tim's our pastor from Hot Springs, and I was asking Tim, I said, what do you think about taking a wall out? He goes, oh, do you need more space? I said, yeah, the one classroom wasn't big enough. He goes, yeah, we're putting a wall back in this year. <laughs> because we need to divide the class, because it got too bad, so we need one in this room and one in this one. And he said, I finally got to a point where I just made this wall where one week or one year I could take it out, and the next year I could put it back in. I've made a transitional wall. And I thought, right there is what I'm talking about. On Sunday, that's all of life. You've got to know that there are transitions that are necessary. For those of you parents that your kids were working out in our weight room, I want you to know we don't have a weight room anymore. <laughs> You'll have to get a gym membership <laughs> or buy your own. I don't know what to tell you, but we don't have one here anymore. Now, will we have one? I hope so. I hope we transition back into one at some point. But we needed more classroom space. So right here, this house that was my grandfather's that Michelle and I purchased from him, and then it burned down, and the church is now, it's all church property, and, and there's two garage doors up there. In the next few weeks, you're going to see those garage doors be gone and a wall and a door put in because what used to be the garage is now going to be the art room, the math room, several different things for school, and it will probably be a teaching room for church things that are happening. And, Okay, so after that, it's our last transition and we're done. <laughs> nope. That's a Band-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get by and get school started this year. Shh. Did your phone ever just start talking to you? I didn't even say her name. <laughs> Anything in life that does not change or transition will not grow. Yeah. Are, are you getting this? Look at cities. Cities, if, if cities are around long enough, and they are, 
that their downtown buildings start to look really old, and they do, if they don't tear those down and build some new, the downtown area of every city starts falling apart. We've watched re- downtown areas revitalize or redo everything. Why? Because you have to pay attention to what's going on or no one comes there anymore. I really liked brown walls in this building. And now everything's gray. And you know what? That'll probably be out in another year. And we'll have to buy more carpet and different. Are you hearing me? And as frustrating as transition is, it's necessary for growth. And not just numerically, but spiritual. Transitions are necessary. You know, here's what happens. People get frustrated when transition takes places. Most of my life, the majority of churches that cannot or will not transition or make a change, um, they just don't welcome it. Then they end up folding or they get stagnant over the next 15 to 20 years until everybody dies and then they have to close their doors. Now, people get frustrated when transition happens. I've watched it. This not been easy. People leave. They get the feelings hurt. Oftentimes, they just want to go back to the way it was. Yeah. Bob and Story here this morning with a church in Antlers, Oklahoma. I mean, if you were naming a city now, <laughs> Antlers would be where I wanted to go. And they live there. And so Antlers, Oklahoma... Uh, they they pastor a church in this town, and every time we've been down there and done something with them, my mind goes to, oh, would it not be so nice just to go back to the little one room right up here, the shop, because they built a 30 by 40 shop just like we have up here, and their church met there for how many years? Four years. And now they've transitioned out. Oh, you've made everybody mad transition out of that shop, but I don't even want to go to church anymore. That's the whole reason I wanted to go is so that I could go back to the way it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I, I mean, I fight it too. I go in there and I think, boy, wouldn't that be nice? Can you imagine just what's in here today trying to fit in that 30 to 40? Aren't you glad this church transitioned? Hopefully you are, but the transitions are necessary. But we like it the way it was. We get frustrated when it's new or it's, we kind of excited about the new for a little bit and then we start wishing we could go back. And it's the same thing that happens when we make Jesus Lord. All of life changes. You're all positive about everything. It's wonderful. The changes that you've been praying about, now you're there and oh wow. But then, then you're like, okay, I've, I'm praying about making my Bible reading a priority. I'm talking about making sure that I'm committed to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. I'm all in and I want to say, hold on. That's a big transition. Into the Christian life, there's a transition. And I've watched people gung-ho And then they're in it for just a little bit, and you're like, oh, but I miss going to the lake every weekend. I didn't realize I'd have to give up every Sunday. You're the one that prayed about every Sunday. (laughs) This is the church God's called me to, except for it's not. Now, I'm just, I've watched this a hundred times. Offense comes, and I'm out of here. Something happens that I didn't, somebody sat in my seat now for three weeks. I'm not coming no more. They quit making my favorite drink at the coffee shop. 
And I was the one that bought them the syrup so they could make it, and everybody liked it. Now they don't like it anymore. I'm not even coming anymore. You, somebody's rolling their eyes going, well, that's not true. I'm just telling you, that's totally true. The hardest thing ever is trying to transition from here to here and be happy about it while you're in the transition. It's tough. It's tough. And so it's the same thing with Christianity. I mean, we've all seen someone immediately after getting saved turn back. Romans eleven twenty. I got to get into this. I'm just trying to set this up and then I'm going to talk about it scripturally because it compares people in Romans eleven twenty to branches. It talks about the branches being broke off because they didn't continue or they didn't believe. They didn't hold firmly. It just talks about them not staying hooked up. A branch breaks off. Anybody been in a windstorm in the last few weeks? I mean, branches everywhere. I come in this morning and Braden Bettinger's whole back of his truck's full of branches. I said, what happened? He goes, had a windstorm. Hit the top of my house. I was out grilling when it came. I mean, it was just a windstorm and he's got branches everywhere. I'm telling you, a branch broke off may look good for a very short time, and then it's dying. And it says the problem is for people who don't stay firm, they don't hold on. They don't, let me give you a verse here. Philippians 2.16, hold firmly, hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I'll be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. Come on, hold firmly. Hebrews 10, 39. We're not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. Another translation says, we're not like those who shrink back, who shrink back. We're the faithful ones. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. We didn't belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. That's where we belong. Some translations turn away, some shrink back. But come on, you don't turn away from the things of God just because you don't like the transition. Some translations say different things, and the point is we don't want to get disconnected. And in the transition of wanting it the way it used to be or frustrated, we're not going to get what we're believing to come. All his promises are yes and amen unless you shrink back and don't walk into them. Unless you walk away, if you don't hold firmly. You know, if you stay in the Christian life long enough, you don't break off, you don't twist off, you don't, hold, you, you don't get to a place where you're out or you break from the, the branch breaks off from the tree, you, you're going to love all that the Christian life brings. I've been through so many transitions now that I can, Michelle and I start talking about it. Well, it's just a transition season. It's just a transition season. And if we'll hold on, I can tell you God's going to do great things. We'll get through this. I, God's going to do great things. That's why a lot of people think that we just, it's been easy for us. No, it's not that it makes it easy. It's that you look to what's coming. You don't sit there and just dwell on where you are. See, for a while, it's going to be weird. For a while, the transition period will be weird. You used to go do this on Friday nights, and now you don't. See, the transition of, of the old man to the new life is weird. 
I don't want to do what I used to do, but after I've been doing what I'm doing now, I kind of start craving what I used to do. And I don't know about, I just, oh, it'd probably be okay. I, I've heard the message on grace. I'm going to take a hold of that on the back end. I'm just not sure who to hang out with. I don't have any friends now. All my friends were, and before long, you can't find friends somewhere else, so you gravitate back to the old life where you know at least I had friends there. See, that transition into a new life is tough, but if you'll hold on, if you'll stay firm. My wife and I, we're just always talking about how life would be easier for people if they just submit to Christ. If they just submit and quit trying to do it their own way. Just submit. See, there's just no reason for people to be living in this much drama. I see it all the time. Drama here, drama there. You get on Facebook and it's the most dramatic thing you've ever seen in your whole life. And I enjoy watching other people's drama. For a couple reasons. The Christ side of it is so I can pray for him. The flesh side of it is I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why that's so pleasing. But we'll talk about it. If they just submit to Jesus, they wouldn't do that. If they just submit to Jesus, they wouldn't have posted that. If they just submit to Jesus, they'd be way more aware of what just was said to everybody. So we, what I'm, I'm just, oh, how much drama are you living in because you're frustrated and you don't really want to transition into what God has for you? Why do you want so much unraveling going on in your life? Just follow the Lord. Come on, just pay your bills, read your word, pray, go to church, eat breakfast and supper and maybe lunch and go to bed. And then get up and do it all again. Pay your bills, read your word, pray, go to church, eat supper and go to bed. Get up. Pay your bills, read your word, pray, go to church, eat supper, and go to bed. I'm just writing this, and I said, life would be so much easier if we could just get those principles right there. Instead, all in between there, we got to make fun of somebody else. We got to find a fight that's not even ours. We're going to pick a battle that's not even ours to fight. Jesus didn't pick it, you did. And you're trying to get him to fight something that you poke. You're the one that chose that battle. Well, I, I don't know, but I'm just telling you, we create drama. When ain't nothing going on, let's see what I can stir. People live in a crisis in every turn. The title today is Transitions. I'm not where I was, but praise God, I'm not where I was. I'm not where I was, praise God. The only way you can praise God for not being where you are if you see that you're going somewhere. Because if you're living in the transition, you want to go back where you were. If you're living, trying to find joy and satisfaction in the transition, you're going to want to go back where you were. The only way you can get through the transition is to know where you're going. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I have no desire for a wall to be taken out down here. So it's working. The wall's fine. It's not caused anybody any problems. It's standing there. It's helping hold up the rest of the building. And now we're going to take it out. Well, a transition needs to take place for us to get where we're going. Therefore, I'm not caught up on just wishing it was the way. I wish it was the way it used to be. 
except for you couldn't use the restroom here. But do you know how many times I've had to fight? I wish we'd never built a foyer. Because right after worship, and I'm getting ready to preach, it's a mass exodus in this place. Why? Because everybody's headed out to the foyer. They're all headed out to the foyer. Why? Because they didn't need to and not. They didn't before service go potty. Go before. You got time. Go. We try to get all the teachers let you out by 10. You got 30 minutes and you started talking and then you're like, oh, I'll do it between. Pastor, really? You going there? Yeah, I've had to go out there too. I understand. But what if you had to walk down this hill and go to the lower building? I just have to take a break in the middle of service. We'll all get back here in a second when everybody gets done going to the restroom. See, I just don't understand, but we're in a place where transition was necessary. Aren't you glad we have a restroom to go to in case you forgot to? A lot of people forget. I remember years ago, I was talking about transitioning, and I'm, I'm just, I was thinking about this. I thought about this as I was preparing this message this week, and I kept thinking about how, how, much, how many things that I really miss about where we were. I just, I mean, it was so neat during that time of where we were. Do you know when we, if we were going to have a wild game dinner, we were going to have food, or we were going to have something, everybody in the church would come. Well, there was only 30 people in the church. Of course they'd come. We all, it's like having a big family reunion every Sunday. Well, now can you imagine all of us trying to fit in the kitchen? I mean, It's tough. There's a transition and not everybody can come and help Keith cook for the women's conference. Really? No, they can't. But I can tell you, I, I promise you, a lot of us would have wanted to. There, there's a lot of people that will want to cook for breakfast next week. And for the men's, uh, Keith's like, oh, don't go there because they're all going to come talk to me. Yeah, talk to Keith. He'll have to figure that out. <laughs> but but there's, a, there's transitions and, and I'm grateful we have people that will help cook. I'm grateful that we have people that will help in nursery. I'm, I'm grateful for where we, at, where we are at. But what I'm telling you is there was a time where we had to do it different than we do now. We would have a work day and the whole church would show up and we built this side and we built this side. I remember when it happened. And that was my first realization is, oh, we're in trouble. Because we had 20 or 30 and we had two or three guys that knew everything about building, or they thought they did. And this side is actually built different than this side. Now, you can't see that, but I know that. And I had one person, well, it needs to be done like this. I said, well, good, you go over there. Well, I agree with him. Well, then you go over there. And then it needs to be done like this. Well, then you go over there. And I put everybody that agreed on that side to build it that way, and everybody agreed on that side. In the end, we still have the same wall on the outside. Praise God. We just had to get in some agreement. So as pastor, I just thought, which, how do you think it needs to be built? Okay, you go that way. How do you think? You go that way. It was nice having two things being built at the same time. But there was a transition that I started realizing. We're, we've got to have somebody be able to make a decision around here. The problem is when you make a decision that somebody else doesn't agree with, and it's just a matter of opinion, and they think it's a matter of Bible what color the wall should be, what kind of floor tile should go in, you name it, before long, you've, you're not going to be able to get, and I'm telling you, the frustration of transition is something else. It's big. It's big. Do we need to build right now? You're saying no. Look around. We've got plenty of space. Show up for Sunday. 
classes, our elevation classes. Just, just show up and see where we're at. Show up for a women's conference. We, we're, come to school and volunteer Monday through Thursday. Uh, there is so much going on around here. We've got to be prepared for the next transition. Some of y'all are thinking, where's he going? You're right, I am. Because I don't know exactly what all of it is, but you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready for the transition because you're in a church that believes in growth. And I believe in praying for and believe in God for the next. And sometimes it's the next in your life and sometimes it's the next in someone else's life who's not here yet. And I believe that from the first day this church started. And it's the exact same thing, same thing with Christianity. There are walls that you've got to tear down in your own life for you to grow. You've got to see that. There's a wall that divides you and expansion in your life. There's a wall that divides you and your prayer life and where it could be. There's a wall that divides you and your level of faith in your life. 2 Corinthians 5.17, I'm a new creation. I'm a new creature. I'm new. I'm new. I'm new. I'm new. I'm, or are you? Well, no, I'm not right now. Well, if you're not right now, then you need to be headed there. And you get old things passed away. The old life is gone in the NLT, and a new life has begun. I want you to look after the word gone. I think it's right, right here after the word gone. You see a semicolon right there? That should say transition. The old life is gone, so you're transitioning to the new life, which means things got to be put away. Things have to change. Things have to be different than the way, the way they were. Paul writes in Philippians 3.12, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on. I press on to that perfection which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Now hear me today. If you'll stay hooked up and embrace transitions, just give it some time, stay hooked up, keep the fruit of the Spirit in your life while you're in the middle of this transition, and believe God for the promise, I can tell you the Christian life will start being phenomenal for you. But if you're in the transition it makes you start wishing you were where you were, then you're not dreaming. You're not having a God dream and you're not headed where God wants you to go. He's not asking you to go back. I mean, if we had to go back, we'd be in a 30, 40, 30 by 40 shop We'd have the men meeting on Saturdays cutting wood because it was so cold in there in the winter. And in the summer, we had one air conditioning unit. We had somebody else say, I can't handle the heat. Well, we need another air conditioner. How much is it? And they wrote a check, and we went and got another air conditioning unit. And there was two air conditioning units in that shop, and it was still 85 degrees every Sunday. And you had a long-winded preacher. You want to go back to that? No, I just want to go back to... I want. All right, well, how about getting a vision for where you want to go? Let's get a vision for where you want to go. And don't quit. You know, last week you may have blew it. Don't get caught up on the blowing it. Just get caught up on, okay, let's get that corrected and let's head out. Let's head out, let's head out where we want to go. I want to read in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1. This will be my last scripture today. The 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And it's a long passage here, but it's 3 through 15. And it says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Everybody say, everything we need. God's already given it. So you're looking for something that God's going to provide. He's already given everything you need. 
We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Let's keep reading. In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. All right, in view of your relationship with Jesus and knowing that he gave you everything you need, you need to respond to God's promises. Here's what he says. Supplement, or some scripture translations say add to. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you'll never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I will always remind you about these things. I love this verse. I got to stop here for a second. My grandfather would tell stories and he'd just tell stories and tell stories. If you've been around him any time at all, you're going to hear him tell the same story over and over again. Well, when, when you would say, Grandpa, I've heard that story, you know what he'd come back with? Yep, and you're getting ready to hear it again. That's what he said to us. Verse 12, therefore, I'm going to remind you about these things. Even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth you've been taught, it's only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live. I think of Grandpa every time I read that. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life, so I will work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I'm gone. Verse 8 and 9. Be more productive and be more useful. If you fail to develop or you're short, you're short-sighted or you're blind, you end up forgetting that it's just a transition. It's just a transition. That's all it is. It's just a transition. So you've got to get that the directions are giving. You supplement your faith. We're on a year of talking about faith, faith. Faith, faith. We're talking about faith. Every time we turn a corner, faith. Our Wednesday nights are series on the faith to. The faith to operate in life. What do you have? We've got to have faith. Well, here's the thing. You've got seven points right here that add to your faith what you're going to need to get through the transition. See, faith is believing that what you can't see is going to come to pass. I'm believing in the promise that God told me is going to come. I'm believing, I'm believing that God is true to his word and the promises are coming. Okay, so right now I can't see that, but by faith, I'm gonna get there. Well, how am I gonna get there? I'm gonna leave where I was and go where I'm going. But that's the transition. And during that transition, the faith to get there has to be supplemented with some knowledge some moral excellence. Are you, are you seeing it? See, it's got to be supplemented with these things. I've got to add moral excellence and goodness. That's, that's just being a good person, doing the right thing according to God's standards. Morals outside of the Word of God are not moral. Morals all come from the Word of God, so you operate based on that. You know knowledge? I'm around the dumbest people in the whole world sometimes. 
Because nobody seems to want any knowledge. But the more knowledge you get, the more value that you bring to the table. And so I pray that we could gain more knowledge because we need to be more valuable. So let's get some knowledge. I mean, just continually talking in Scripture. And I'm continually telling young people, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Why? Because they drift off and they quit, they quit paying attention and then their knowledge doesn't increase. If you drift off all the time, then you're not staying hooked up and you're standing firm. Are you getting this? Self-control. You got to have some self-control. Things happen throughout the day and you just fall apart every time you turn. You just a cry, baby. Quit crying so much. Oh, pastor, really? You just said that? I'm just saying a child falls down and I mean it's terrible. They're running too fast and there's rocks. Just happened to me this week. I'm watching Brooklyn. She's just trying to get to her papa, and she's running downhill, and she's on grass, and then all of a sudden, the grass quits, and there's just rocks, and guess what happens? I wouldn't even, I just hear a crying, screaming child, and I turn around, and I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying not to cry, and I'm grabbing her, and I'm holding on to her, and it's going to be okay, and I'm hugging her, and here comes her dad, and said, she shouldn't have been running so fast. What he's trying to do is say, don't be a crybaby. Now, real quick, she was able to dry them up because she wasn't hurt to the point that it was going to change her whole life. But she can learn from it. Dad's going to teach her to learn. Papa's going to give her a hug. Try not to cry because dad said, don't cry. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) we've developed a society of no self-control. What are we teaching our kids? Come on, get up, shake it off, let's go. Patient endurance, patience. You know, some of these are easier for different personalities than others. And I would say patience is one that, let's just go on to the next one. Because it's tough for me. About the time you think you're, you're doing pretty good in life and you're going through this transition okay, then, then you look at this next one, patient endurance. And You know, people don't talk fast enough for me. Maybe it's not that they don't talk fast enough. It's they don't get to the point. Just get to the point. And I'm sure some of you think that when I'm preaching. But I'm, just get to the point. Just get to the point. And, and, and then there are people that talk really fast, but they change gears every five seconds. I mean, you grow up in a home with a wife and two girls, and you're like, I have no idea where you're at. I have no idea. I just, and I'm patient endurance. I mean, godliness. Come on, we need patience, we need godliness. How would the Lord have handled that situation? You, you just got to be able to ask these things. You, you've got to operate in kindness and brotherly affection. You've got to operate with a godliness. And then you got to love. A lot of people think that since Jesus was all love, that he wasn't going to be all truth. And that's the furthest from the truth. You can be all truth and all love at the same time. But you got to have both of them operating together. Truth and love. Some people want to win the argument and they forget love. (laughs) Some people say we shouldn't argue and they forget truth. And we've got to learn how to do both so that we can get through the transition. Are y'all getting that this morning? Transitions are important. Hang in there. Don't quit. 
we got to keep going. You're almost there. Come on, you're almost there. Church, we're almost here. We're almost here. We, we in just a few weeks, will not have a wall between those classrooms, and we will have a, a whole weight room that used to be a garage. Everything here used to be something else. But the garage that, that was, was most recently a weight room will be a classroom. And that's all great. And then we're going to have to figure out the next What I'm telling you is we've sat in this gym, we've been in this gym long enough that that little part in the corner right there with all them chairs is an eyesore. I mean, everybody look at them right back here. See all them chairs? Yeah, that looks so great in here. And I've had people complain about it. And I'm like, well, just write a check. We'll be all right. We'll we'll do something. And maybe that's our next step. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but right there in that back bay, we've got to build a storage place. We don't have any storage. I mean, we do, but it's difficult every week because the third floor of this is all storage. And so wouldn't it be great if right after service we all picked up our chairs and just walked up to the third floor and we'd store? <laughs> no, it'd be horrible. We need a storage room right here off. We've got so many things that God is leading us to the next. And the thing is, we may not need more room right here for you on Sunday morning, but we need more room for the new chairs, the new things, the people who you haven't even met yet. We're doing some things right now to prepare for the next season for who's not here, but we're also preparing for the next season for those of us that are here. Y'all get it. We're going to transition, but we're not just going to do it physically. We're going to do it spiritually, and we're going to transition into the peace, the love, the joy, the kindness, the patience, the knowledge, the moral excellence, all the things that God said supplement your faith with so you can get to the next season. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.